Dumpster Divas, welcome to another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and my sister, Kix Hamlet. We are here to dive into the reality TV that made us, well, the garbage we are. I know that's right. And expect like a mix of throwback recaps as well as chats about what we are still watching today. Tom, are you ready to get into it? Let's go. Hi, Noor. Hi. Hi. You know, I've had it this week. I can see that in you. (laughs) You just came from my non-existent mustache, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listen, this is obviously an audio medium. I just want to say that on the Zoom screen, it, screen, it looks like you have a mustache. I don't, I don't not, but I'm. I, no, I know, not... but it looks like it. What it looks like is that you grow, you have a mustache that you're maintaining, and that the beard just recently grew in, and that you're like, you haven't had a chance to trim your beard. That's what it looks like I'm texting from where you, I'm sitting. Texting you a I'll, picture right now. No, I'm just. <laughs> and you can see the other hair on my face. This, no, you can't I, see I, my I, blonde. I just, it's there's no connection. Okay, I barely see the connection between the mustache and there the rest is. of the You'll facial see hair. It on the photo. No, I, okay, okay, you just you gotta look at it. <laughs> okay, there it is. Yeah, thank you. I'm just saying, from where I'm sitting on the Zoom screen, it looks like that, and there's nothing wrong. Listen, you're beautiful. Okay, I think <laughs> you're back. nothing good starts that way. <laughs> <laughs> but even on my husband, who is the hottest man I've ever seen in my life is I don't like a mustache. I just don't want to just like mustaches. Like I'm like, why? That's how I feel about mustaches. But you're right in the picture that you sent. It's not that it doesn't crazy. look like a mustache. No. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. a little longer than my, I just got, Oh, I was just alarmed. I was like, so oh, my is issue Tom so growing here, in a mustache. No, here's my issue is that my, um, I cannot grow, like I can grow a beard, but I can't, it only goes, it doesn't go up on my cheek very high. Yeah. So if I grow out, when I try and grow a beard, it looks like I have like, sometimes it just kind of looks like I have like chops. Okay. You know what chops are? Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, no one wants mutton chops, so. No. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. it gets full around the chin, and it's like, what are, like, but I, I want here, so okay. it's hard. I got to figure out, it's always a, a struggle about what I'm doing here on the, okay. in the, the face. Well, department. I wish that I could give you some of my facial hair, because I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> I think you look great with the mustache. <laughs> when, I always tell the story when the first time my mom like threaded my mustache when I was in like sixth grade, my brothers came up to me. And they're like, my God, it's so drastic. It looks like mom shaved your head or something. Oh, they were like, we miss your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I had a mustache before both of my brothers. Oh, that's Five beautiful. and two years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, not there's no really solid transition here, but I really wanted to have you back here. Is there with ever me. is there ever a solid transition? No, you know what, guys? Anything. We're loopy. We're crazy. It's yeah. almost Christmas time. I mean, it is Christmas time, but it's almost the it holidays. Is. It is. Have Somebody... you been working this week or no? Yes, and I thought like because you've been puzzling a lot, which I was like, does this mean she's not working? <laughs> no, I've been puzzling and working. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to escape my duties at work by puzzling. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing about me is that I um I'm obsessive and if I start a task, I have to finish it. Um, okay. which is why I like can't read books because if I start a book, it's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna need to finish that book in like two days and then nothing else will get done. Um, I don't know how to regulate my attention that way. Mm-hmm. Um and so the puzzle I started with my children on Sunday night and about 10 minutes into it, my kids were like, we don't care about this. And I was like, well, I guess I have to finish the puzzle. And then I got carried away with it. And now <laughs> I'm turning off the camera during work calls. So that I no, no, no. That's <laughs> because I, a little I just crazy. Need to compl- well, I just need to complete it. And then I'm just going to like get rid of it. Because I, I can't start a thing and then not finish it. Um, but yes, I am working. Um, and here's the thing. Um, somebody yesterday, Tom, somebody, the week of Christmas, somebody sent a five paragraph email of a, a sh- like. Well, no one, I, I have, I'm a firm believer that an email should not be longer than like. A haiku. 
Right. Like you can do, like I do a lot of paragraph indents, like to just yes. separate thoughts. But like, an act, like if you are writing a paragraph, like an actual yeah. paragraph, yeah. there cannot be more than one. Okay. It was, it was multiple paragraphs. And then within, like I read it because I was like, what is this bitch saying that is so important the week of Christmas? Right. And like she, in within the email had addressed multiple different people within those paragraphs. And I was like, they're never going to know that you addressed them because mm-hmm. you didn't call them out. You didn't tag them. Mm-hmm. You didn't actually like, there's no action plan, like nothing. And then I looked at her title and I was like a director. Oh, it'll, that, that never makes sense to me. She makes like a hundred thousand dollars more than I do probably. And so I think that's probably why she's working so hard this week. It's like, is that why you're a director? Because you're sending out these kinds of asinine emails? No, probably not. It's probably just poly- corporate politics or something like that. Yeah, I think she's just like been there long enough that they're like, all right, I guess you're a director now. But I was like, Ugh. but yeah, I have been working. I was actually just at the office this morning. Oh, and really? I, yeah. How far is the office from your house? Like 20 minutes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I drive. And you don't walk? <laughs> Imagine you walking through the streets of New Jersey to their office. I know. I get on a bike like um, Teresa's cousin. Uh, what's her name? The crazy eyes. Teresa's Rosie's, cousin, Rosie. Rosie's sister, Ro- Kathy. Oh, Kathy. I ride a bike like Kathy. I put Wait, on my. Who was I talking to that the Wachilles were in a restaurant with them? Oh, this week was that you? No. No, I've never seen them in person. Someone this week I was talking to said that the Wakili's walked into their restaurant and I said hi because he is a very scary insurrectionist QAnon man. I know. He's scary. They they were there. They they probably were. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna chat quickly about SLC and Beverly Hills. Are you are you boycotting Girls Trip or did you watch it? No, I'm not boycotting it. Okay. Um I'm gonna I, watch I it. I yeah, I, later. I can't Oh, you haven't watched it yet, though. I haven't watched it yet because it's too many things to watch. There's so much on. And we don't really cover stuff like we used to. But you cover a lot. And I don't know how you do that. Oh, I've been barely just touching on Miami. Like, it's even though Miami is so good, it's just that on Thursday night, you have Girls Trip, Miami, and Beverly Hills. That's way too, or not on Thursday night, sorry, Wednesday night. Like that's people have to sleep. Why are you releasing television shows at 10 p.m.? Your oh. audience is old. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I'm in bed. For me, I like Miami, but Miami for me is a better show to keep just at, like it's like my show. Like I watch it and my I don't like to talk yeah. about it. Do you know like mm-hmm. there's certain shows you're like, I just want to watch it and enjoy it and not think about it too much. Yeah, Miami is definitely like that. I like occasionally throw a tweet out there. Yeah. But like for the most part, it's just funny and silly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, Girl Strip has been okay. I am curious to hear your thoughts once you watch it all. But it it kind of just reinforces the fact that I think these women have outlived their time on TV a little bit for me. I feel like they're arguing about the same things still. And it's like, oh, I guess I don't really care about this. And Dorinda is so lost it's it's is it sad it's not sad i mean she's very who she is so i guess she's not lost but she just is like she'll forever be in 2017 dorinda like peak of stardom yeah yeah and she's never gonna get put off pause i mean this is her show like she'll she'll be in this types of shows forever she's never gonna be back on housewives again yeah, they're going to keep putting her on slapping her into girls trips. And mm-hmm. then she's going to be like, I'm still on pause. And they're going to be like, no, Dorinda. No, baby. No. Yeah, no. I don't have that on the soundboard, but no. No, no baby. No. Wait, can we? T- did you watch Married to Medicine this week? Uh-huh. What do you th- how do you feel about quad? the ousting of Quad? I think an ousting of anyone is deeply boring, to be honest, yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. I just think that it makes her bad TV. Like, no one really wants... That's why I'm like, don't really want to care about this new New Jersey season where we're having two sides. It's like, I just want to watch a show where everyone's intermingling. And I understand... But I understand their frustration with Quad not being there because she's like, shows up. I I totally believe them when they're like, she just shows up when 
the cameras are up. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like she is good for TV. I don't know why that matters to them so much, but I think it's just because I was listening to an interview with uh, Andy Cohen this week. He was on Keep It, Ira Madison's podcast. And Ira had a good point where he was like, the show, the show navigates differently than Housewives. Like these women are constantly around each other when cameras are down. So mm-hmm. if one of them is choosing to not be in the mix when cameras are down, they don't really have want anything to do with them. That's why the newbies, yeah. like I think that's why Anila never really worked because she wasn't really friends with any of them, especially after season one. So yeah, but Contessa like really try really was in the friend group after the her first season. So yeah, she exactly. Worked Which- when she stayed on the show, but yeah, like the I just think that it's they want to them. Married to Medicine will go on as long as the main cast members stay, but I don't think they want the show to go on without them there. Do you know what I mean? Like the show is them, which I kind of agree with that. Like it's more of like a, it's more of a, um, it's not a larger scale franchise. It's like, no, Married to Medicine is this group of people and that's it. Ever. Forever. Which I like, I kind of like that. I almost wish Housewives was that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's why, like, it bothers me that in Summer House, every season, they try to, like, bring a new person on. I'm like, I don't care about this. I don't, or mm-hmm. that's like, I didn't watch Winter House because I was like, this is way too many people. I saw the trailer for the Winter House reunion and I was like, how many people are there in it's, the clubhouse? Well, Winter House is really, uh, you th- if you think Summer House is straight, it's, Summer House <laughs> is the bottom getting fucked in the Senate boardroom compared to what Winter House is delivering. <laughs> winter house is the straight i couldn't get through i'm like this is too i think this is too straight for me (laughs) no i didn't want to there's nothing to cling to for me like no one's hot anymore no they're all alcoholics they're all raging alcoholics and it's almost like it's like a scratch and sniffs show like i can smell (laughs) what that house smells like (laughs) ew (laughs) i just and i can't I just can't imagine being in my late 30s, early 40s and just partying like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a fun night out and then I'm like dead for the weekend. Yeah. I mean, I think this might be my last season of like Summer House that I watched because Mm -hmm. I didn't watch anything in Winter House. I even watched the last Winter House, like the one before that. Um, I think I like watched a couple episodes here and there. But, you know, I'm excited to see the Carl and Lindsay thing because that's interesting. Mm -hmm. But like. I think I'm done with them. Like, I think my story, my like journey with the winter, the summer house people has ended. I'm like, I think we're good. It's like the way I agree. Like, I feel that way about below deck. Like when Kate Chastain and Hannah left, I was like, I think I'm done with below deck. I think that my journey here has ended. Well, below deck, my, my theory in below deck is it will always find you when you need it the most. Oh, oh, I know. It's (laughs) like like you, when you're at a, you're in a hotel room, like getting ready for a wedding that you don't want to be at. And you're like, (laughs) I guess I should have watched Below Deck Med. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm getting ready. Yeah. And then you get sucked And then in. you're like watching Below Deck Med on your plane home from middle of nowhere, <laughs> North Carolina or something. <laughs> so specific and so accurate. Though. No, it, do- it really does. Like, you'll, like I'll go through waves where like, I mean, I haven't watched a Below Deck season in probably a year. And then I'm mm-hmm. sure sometime in the new year, I'll be like binging 10 at the same time for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one show that Brian likes? Oh, so it'll will so we'll be like, can we save that one? And I'm like, yeah, but then we just never get around to watching it. And then I'm like, what can I watch? What can I not? So, <laughs> well, Below Deck is definitely like the show that whenever I would tell anybody that I watch Bravo, they'd be like, oh yeah, they always have that show. I, I was like flipping through channels, and then next thing I knew, I was watching that show where they're like on a boat, and I'm like, oh. I mean, it's a great show. It's always on TV. I like nobody watches. Like I know you watch live television. I don't. I do um, not often. Don't don't go telling people that. <laughs> if there's a big episode, like a Beverly Hills episode, uh, yeah. a Potomac episode that I want to watch, like you want to experience it with the culture, experience yeah. with the culture, and then also if I don't want to worry about having to watch it the next day, like I'll watch it live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't watch any live television except for, unfortunately, sports because of my marriage. But um, <laughs> that's <laughs> the <scary>. worst. <laughs> Thank God I don't have to do that. <laughs> um, wait, so let's get into um, Beverly Hills. So I yeah, just, let's do it. I, you know, I was thinking this. They're having such a great season, and I think it's because um, 
Rena is not there. So there's no uh-huh. four storylines. Things are just like happening. And I also like that there's so many, there's such a heavy presence of tangential characters that yeah. we have. Kim is like very, pre- <laughs> very present. I just love and that Denise. Kim is like embracing her like natural journey. You know, Co- she kooky. comes in with her roots. Yeah. She's got no makeup on. She hasn't done Botox. She's got tissues in her scarf that she's tucked away. <laughs> that was hilarious. The woman is <laughs> laugh out loud funny. She's so cute. <laughs> I like the last episode where she meets an artist. She's like, oh, I'm an artist. Too. <laughs> They're like, really? And she's like, no, I just paint on my just walls. Draw- paint no she draws on her walls with markers like a fucking (laughs) three-year-old i love also i love housewives twitter because there's always somebody who's like kim kim richards iconic bitch let me pay for that mural (laughs) (laughs) the gays are so insufferable and i am one of them with them because i love kim but like i'm like okay kim isn't that i mean kim is iconic but she's not like iconic I don't know. No. Is she? I, I, it's no. like, where's the line? <laughs> Once the gays find a, a kooky older woman doing something crazy, they're like, Stan, yeah, Stan. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's a little weird, but. <laughs> no, I love it. Though I love it. Um, no, Kim, I, I'm loving her presence. Denise, I am loving her presence. But for me, the biggest twist and shock of the episode was when Garcelle sat down and ordered a drink called the lychee meow. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a pseudonym for uh, Puswana. (laughs) (laughs) Vahenya. (laughs) Yeah. He played with my lychee meow. (laughs) It's going to be like a Nicki Minaj song in like two years. (laughs) You know, she'll put, you know how, like, uh, what's, what's the lyric where she does this? Where she rhymes the same, she's not rhyming, she'll use the same word over and over again. She'll just be like, mm-hmm. race with China in the something with China. And it's like, <laughs> the, she just keeps saying it. She's just gonna be like, the lychee meow in my body said meow and like something with meow and like the, the meow. <laughs> it's gonna be on the deluxe, deluxe gag city. Uh, Did you listen to Camping Friday too, Nor? No, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a barb. <laughs> the way you said that was very funny. <laughs> you know um, I'm not a barb. <laughs> you know, you said it like your voice dropped 10 octaves. You go, you know I'm not a barb. <laughs> we need to be serious here, okay? I'm not a barb necessarily, but I do enjoy her sometimes. I don't enjoy Kicks her is, at Kicks all. Kicks like got, oh, you don't enjoy her at all, really? <laughs> no. no, I mean, I like whenever I hear a song of hers, I'm like, oh, this is fun. But like Nicki Minaj as like a celebrity, Nicki Minaj is like a person and like her whole existence. I'm very confused by her. She's not, she's not a good a person. Does it bother so. you that she's married to a sexual predator? <laughs> Does it bother you that she's married to a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think But I so. kind of like that his last name is Petty. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. She's Mrs. Petty. Oh, my God. <laughs> you didn't know that. No. Yeah, she's Mrs. Petty. I want to okay. be Mrs. Petty. Not to him, <laughs> but just the name. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Although, if, uh, if I was Mrs. Petty, my name would be awful. Tom Petty. <laughs> okay. Well, he's. you want to talk about icon. Okay. That's your a- New Jersey is showing. <laughs> <laughs> my 1990s is showing, yeah, to be honest. Honestly, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, you know, in the, the big winner for me in Beverly Hills right now is Miss Erica herself. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. She is like the voice of reason. Shockingly. And I like the fact that she is without Rinna there. She's like kind of owning her shit, right? Like mm-hmm. even when she gets into this thing with Denise, she's like, you went low and you thought I wasn't like, you came for me. You thought I wasn't going to go low. Like, have you met me? I'm an asshole. Like she's kind of owning the fact that she's just like gonna say and do shitty things. Yeah. And she's not trying to be like above it because I think, I think that in the past, like, in, especially in the last few seasons, she was trying to put up this like facade of like, I'm not as horrible as you guys are all making me out to be. Um, because she thought it was going to be used against her in the court of law. I mean, it still can, but like this season, she's kind of like 
I don't know. She got some new PR and it's like really working really well for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm very happy for her. I'm glad that she's on this journey and she's with us. And she, she called out Dorit and was like, Dorit, shut the fuck up. Yeah. What she said in her confessional, I was like, wait, you get it? Yeah. <laughs> when she was like, she was like, Dorit, you, I don't know how I can explain it to you. You just cannot tell a black woman as a white woman that her tone is aggressive or or pointed or yeah. yeah i mean i think that back uh, a couple of seasons ago like during black house matter and stuff i think i think garcelle did say that when everything started to happen the first person to reach out to her was erica mm-hmm. and so i mean i don't know i take it for whatever i mean her son is a cop and in this house a cab but like you know um she was married to a man who was um in cahoots with the cops <laughs> so sure. so not great there but like i i'm the kind of person that is always going to say like what's right it's right and what's wrong is wrong there are times when erica is wrong but when she's right like she's right even mm-hmm. her like coming for denise like i think it was wrong that she was pretending like she didn't know what the fuck denise was mad about like i hate when they do that when they're like what show? What show are you talking about? Bitch, the show that you're filming right now. Well, like there's cameras in the dining room. Now, granted, Denise was not helping herself. Well, I kind of on team Erica, though, like, what are you upset about? That was so long ago. And you it was you should have been you were mad at Rena, not me. Well, Erica wasn't very nice either. I think it was because of Rena. like Erica really did turn on her. And Erica did start the whole thing with being like, how dare Denise get mad at me for saying that I shouldn't say stuff about threesomes. Like Mm -hmm. they all do this thing. And this is true on Beverly Hills too. I think all of these women have existed in places where they've been judged for like their sexuality or how sexual they are. Mm -hmm. And, or they themselves have been once judged women for how sexual they are. And so anytime they're slightly triggered, even the slightest, uh, with like the respectability politics of your sexuality they like go off the handle so like denise did that to erica erica did it to denise like they've always like sutton is doing it about magic mike like it's all they're all doing this thing that is so silly because i'm like you're all fucking adults who cares like it's so stupid it, but i do love watching them fight because the reads are good the reads are good and this and sutton really is fantastic at what she does <laughs> so but she has no do you think she has any idea that she's doing like what she's doing i think she's, she's getting it a little more these days okay like, i think she's more aware than she used to be but i still don't think she realizes how hilarious she is like sitting on that date with that man oh well god. that man oh that my man. god when he was talking about his adventures with his mom <laughs> i was like why does he and also any guy that says my mother like weird. mother is weird. No, I know. It gives like you guys like do a little too much together. <laughs> Only when Twitter gays say it is it good. Yeah, but I mean this is this is a potential mother. That's the only time it's appropriate. <laughs> but when you're a straight man in your 50s talking about going to Vegas with your mother, like that's fucking weird. It's like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, am I right? <laughs> And then my favorite was when they're leaving, like Sutton's wearing just like sneakers, like white sneakers. And he goes, oh, I love those shoes. Those are beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) He said like fancy shoes or snazzy shoes. (laughs) Um, What what was Denise on at that dinner? Because she's claiming that she had a fever now and then. And then she was on Bethany's podcast saying that she had one drink. Um, I don't believe that she had one drink. I feel like whatever concoctions Big Dick Aaron is like giving her because, you know, he's like a holistic medicine guy. Did you watch Mother God? No. Okay. Well, she they feed her colloidal silver, which essentially turns her whole body blue. She's a blue woman upon death. And I'm picturing her, him feeding her colloidal silver. I mean, that sounds right. <laughs> but like, okay, um, I don't know what she's getting at home um, from this man besides his big, big dick, dick, big daddy dick, big daddy dick. 
<laughs> Unfortunately for Big Dick Aaron, I do work for Big Pharma. <laughs> It'll never work out between the two of you. It'll never work out between the two of us. <laughs> That's sad. One of us will have to leave their jobs. Um, but <laughs> I don't think that I don't know what he's feeding her. But I do think that um, it was not one drink. Like I think that there was maybe she maybe she popped more than one Xanax. Like maybe. Maybe it was a couple of them mm-hmm. out of nerves. Have you taken and then, a Zanny before? No, I've never taken a Xanax before. No, it's nice. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've Not. taken one a couple times. I only, I've only ever taken half, I think. It, it is nice, but I would never go and take one and go somewhere. Oh, no. I've, I've taken Valium before. That stuff was scarier to me. <laughs> well, I, when I got LASIK... Um, <laughs> I did not. For a second, I think like one time I got laid and I needed my big dick <laughs> no, Aaron. It's like <laughs> fully in like a controlled medical environment. Uh, when I got LASIK, uh, they give you Valium to like calm you down because, you know, you're awake during your like LASIK surgery. Oh, so God. they like need you to relax so that you can open your eyes. But I, I took half of Valium um, and they give it to you like an hour before the procedure to like help you calm down. When the procedure started, I was not calm enough because I kept blinking. So they were like, give her another Valium. So they gave me a whole one and popped it right into my mouth. You had one and a half. (laughs) One and a half. And let's just say, Tom, it did not go well for me. Um, I did not like the way that I felt afterwards. Were you sick? um, No, I just I don't like to feel out of sorts. Yeah. And so I didn't like that. But um, but I do take Prozac every day. And that is well, that's great different. That's very different. Yeah, that's very different. That's it. That's, you know, to treat a chronic condition. But it, I know I've never taken a Xanax. But I do think that Denise had like an Aaron Aaron's holistic version of Xanax, which is probably like ayahuasca or something. And like <laughs> and like and like, you know, elderberry syrup or whatever. And like then she had one drink and then she said that she had a fever so the fever was a twist that i didn't quite believe but i mean she had she said when she got there she's like i'm coming down with a cold and like she had that grovelly voice or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know what's going on with denise but i do I like love it her i like it I, I don't know what's going on but i like it now, do you yeah. think that I think seven seven ninety nine is very inexpensive to see Denise's titties? Is she showing hole? I don't know. I think she might be showing hole. I don't know. I mean, here's or, the thing. maybe maybe just ass and tits. Okay, I think here's the thing. Once you pay that seven, is that like a monthly subs- subscription? We think. So I'm looking at her OnlyFans right now. So you can subscribe. There's a free trial for 30 days. That's nice. Uh-huh. Oh, she's raised it. Okay, good for her. She's raised it a lot. What? She's now $25 a month. Okay. Who pays $25 a month for porn? I think a lot of people. And Denise fucking Richards. Like, there are people. Think about it. There are, like, people who were, like, coming of age in the 90s like guys my age right we're like coming of age in the 90s where like denise richards was like the one for them right like that was like they're hot whatever mm-hmm. so i feel like those dudes are looking for some denise richards spank bank stuff and so like i think that's that's i'm just doing the math even if it was eight dollars right mm-hmm. eight dollars let's say there's you know ten thousand horny dudes i think that's pretty possible like how many subscribers does she have do we know? It's a, uh, well, it says she has 284.4 thousand likes. I, I assume she probably has like 200,000 subscribers. That's a, that's almost over a million. That's over a million dollars a month. No, I know. So if she wants to pay, if she wants to keep those prices low so that people can, more people can subscribe to it, then why not? She's like Timu. <laughs> <laughs> You keep the prices low, people buy it. Seeing, you know, seeing because on OnlyFans you can see the the titles of her videos, but you can't uh-huh. see the photos because I'm not subscribed. So f- just reading through these titles, tell me, <laughs> I got you a snack with a peach. Okay, found some naughty photos. Dot dot dot. Tip twenty. Tip twenty dollars for uncensored pick in your DMs. What did you ask Santa for this year? Um, what else is up here? 
I don't know. I, I, I understand Erica's point, though, to be like, you were so chaste with us about what we could and could not say around your family. And you're still caught up about it. Like, you're mad about mm-hmm. it right now. Mm-hmm. And yet you... And you and your daughter have an OnlyFans. Like, no one's Here's, judging you and your daughter for having an OnlyFans. But well, no, no, but that does sound worlds. that does sound very judgmental because that was a whole thing. They were like, "How is Denise Richards, Miss Wild Thing, ex-wife of Charlie Sheen, going to talk about we can't say sexual stuff?" Like, that's fine. That like, yes, that child has likely been exposed to a lot of those things already. But like. I don't care if I go to a friend's house and I know that the couple is swingers. I'm not going to talk about swinging in front of their children. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that that's just, it's just like common courtesy. And I understand what Denise is coming from where it's like, just don't say it. Like, just don't talk around my kids. It's not, I don't think it's like a big ask. This is fucking Erica who like what once (laughs) Eileen mentioned her son and she lost her mind in like that junk boat or whatever in wherever they were. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that I think that that's it's rich coming from Erica that like, oh, how are you going to tell me that whatever if the the re- like, look, is Erica wrong when she's like, your daughter's on OnlyFans who makes more money? It's it's a fucked up thing to no, say. That's I'm not saying that is fucked up, but I understand but her am- point. Amazing. But <laughs> also amazing. <laughs> Iconic. But like I. I think that like in reality TV world, in Housewives world, it's beautiful. I'm like, oh, I love watching this kind of fighting. It's so petty. It's so like rude and nasty. It makes it fun. But in like where how we function in the real world as like real human beings with like decency and mm-hmm. like common courtesy for people. Yes, it's fucked up for her to like talk about her daughter or assume that it's okay for her to talk that way around somebody's kids. You know, like I, I, I totally think that Denise like has a point but i also think denise like all she's looking for is for erica to say okay sorry but erica also being like you came into kyle's house being a nasty bitch to me like she wasn't really the lady didn't know where she was let's be honest but also isn't her anger shouldn't her anger be about the brandy stuff not about the kids stuff I think also she's not trying to say that, but like Why? also if she's mad about the brandy stuff, shouldn't be she be mad at Kyle for the brandy stuff? No, I don't. That's why I don't. I I feel like I don't know why. I think she was like, I gotta come in hard at someone to make some money on the show. And like- <laughs> <laughs> Lost some subscribers on OnlyFans. No, I I think that. I think that I, I get why she was upset with Erica is because she kept saying, Erica, you are my friend. And then suddenly you were not nice to me. Mm-hmm. That's what she kept saying. Like, oh, I, you were so nice to me. You were so nice to me. And then suddenly you weren't. And I think what she's trying to probably get at is be like, you're supposed to be my ally here. <laughs> and like you, you flipped the script and I don't understand what I did to you for mm-hmm. you to do that, you know? Um, but also she should be equally mad at like everybody. I mean, she comes at Dorit about the, ja- the jacket. <laughs> Well, the the jacket. <laughs> she De- Denise lives on another planet. She really does because she still. She was talking to Bethany on her podcast. I want I want to clarify. I don't listen to that podcast. I just see people <laughs> post things about it. I don't want yes. to get that confused. Um, yeah, she she was on there being like, I just knew what she was doing with the jacket. Like she's still saying that same sentiment. I'm like, you really buy your own shit, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's silly. But what I still what was she doing? She's not trying to make you look bad. She's literally. I think she was. But the thing is, they were gaslighting her also at the table to be like, "What show? What are you talking about? What are you mad at us about?" Oh, Denise, you look so stupid with your like. I think Denise was also like, "You guys are making me look like an asshole." Yeah. And I'm not going to continue. I mean, she looked like an asshole herself on her own. I don't think they really needed to help, but it didn't help that Dorit because like Dorit kind of does it also to Sutton this episode, right? She's all about sitting there and like embarrassing someone like she is trying to embarrass Sutton around all these people who don't know her. Mm -hmm. She did get Bill Burr's wife to be like, make fun of that girl about what happened in in Magic Mike. Like, even though we know what happened at Magic Mike, um, Sutton already cried about it. Let's have Bill Burr's wife on the show, not Anna Marie. Yeah, fuck Anna Marie, honestly. I mean, not to compare them. I'm not saying like we need to replace one black woman. woman. (laughs) Let's be clear. I'm just saying like she has, she was just introduced to us as like a friend out of nowhere. And I'm like, she's bringing some energy to me. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't love that she was like, they were like, hey, why don't you go start this fight? And she was like, okay. Like, I don't think that there's any, like, I'm, I wish that people would do better. Also, oh, what's kinda, with your read? that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, like, again, television show, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, real life experiences, weird. Sure, sure. Um, what's with Dorit coming for Crystal? She's so mean to Crystal. <laughs> She's so mean to everyone. I can't. It's- I don't know what's wrong with her. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I, and also the the Kyle stuff is weird to me. Like I think her, that she feels, I think that she, number one, we know they're poor. Poor. Okay, and that's why Kyle lost- doesn't want to hang out with her anymore because she's poor. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> there's there's the, the poorness of it. Kyle also is like such a butthead for her to be like, well, Dorit didn't like have my back enough at the reunion like girl relax okay it's weird at kyle's whole thing of like how people should behave when her and kathy are fighting is fucking weirdo behavior like go to therapy whatever but i think that dorit's poor she didn't help kyle enough with kathy but i also think that there is a component where dorit is probably used to hanging out with kyle with their husbands and kyle doesn't want to hang out with her husband anymore. Oh, that's a good point so I think that she's like, well, I, I don't want to I don't want to hang out with Dorit that much. Um, but I think as a result, Dorit is like a little bit insecure about like where she fits in. Like like Dorit being so involved in Sutton's blind dates stuff is like strange. I'm like, are you guys friends like that? Like Dorit like feels a little bit like left out in places. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she's not hanging out with Kyle because she always did stuff with Kyle on the show. And like now she doesn't have that. So instead she's at this party trying to be friends. She's trying to be like, I'm in on all the jokes. Like I wasn't at the lychee meow party, but like I know about Sutton kissing her driver. And like she's trying to like have like make herself seem important. Mm-hmm. And then she fails so badly. She's kind of, she's just kind of a loser. She yes. And when you it's strip away loser. when you strip away the fashions and the makeup, we we're left with a loser. I mean, she looked stunning with her hair like she that did, that but but there was darkness in what she, she did not have the money for the outfit and the hair and makeup. So she was like, I'll just go with hair and makeup and I'll just wear the sweatshirt. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like there's things going on. I know, but also it was a taco. Tuesday. It was also funny to hear Dorit say taco Tuesday in her like very bizarre. I know it. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. We're real, we're still really doing Taco Tuesday, huh? <laughs> we're if I'm asked to go anywhere in the middle of the week, especially a Tuesday, no. I know I have to be somewhere tonight, and I'm like, do I cancel? Yes, <laughs> kicks already canceled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, um, I'll be going. Say, I'm trying say to. You it's came his- down with. Oh, Whatever ahead. Denise Richards has. Yes, I had a fever. I've had a martini and ten Valiums, so I just don't know that it's in the cards for me. <laughs> um. Well, I, you know, it was, it was a good episode. I had fun. I was, it I'm was a, a really grand fun old time. Episode. I love these girls. I really think this is a great cast. I, I don't. I think Anne Marie can go, and we can maybe find someone a little more entrenched in the crew, but um, or no one, or yeah, or just remove her. Yeah. But I like the the makeup of this group with a very kind of a la Miami group of three or four friends up that are just always there. Yeah. Just like sprinkle in these like friends up who just like show up to things. Like they all have good story. They are what now that Rena is gone, we can actually like learn about people's stories and their lives and not be pushed with like fake storylines, you know, and everyone has like a narrative that's like worth you want to check in on. Um, Sutton going on that rant about everybody being behind her as she accelerates forward was amazing as like her defense <laughs> of making out with her driver. Like I was like, where, what are you saying? Don't ever stop. I she love you. Know. There's just grapefruit juice and vodka flowing through those <laughs> veins. Ocean spray. I also love that she was like, did I make out with my, did I, to have I become friends with this driver? Yes. Did we have a sweet little make out? <laughs> yes. Am I going to do it again? Probably not. I'm like, Dorit. I mean, Sutton, it's fine. Wait, what did Garcelle call her at the dinner? I was screaming. She called her something about, it was something about her being like, 
little. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I missed it. Oh, God. It was very reminiscent of me calling her SpongeBob all the time. <laughs> it was very similar to that. <laughs> it was something about maybe her being a bird or like a little pigeon because she got little <laughs> stick legs. I don't know. It was so funny. It didn't. So <laughs> I mean, Erica and Garcelle were crying laughing at it. I don't know. I just love this group. I think we're, we're, we're onto something really good. It's, it doesn't feel yeah. phony without, it feels better without Vanderpump and Rena there. Wow. And then did I you do. see, did you see in the, in, in the, um, in the press that Rena and Kathy want to come back on the show? Rena? Yeah. Rena made some statements somewhere. She was like, I feel like I've had enough time off. Like I would love to come back or something like that. I'm like, girl, so I weird. thought you were like slandering Bravo. Yeah. Like last week she was like, the best thing that's happened to me this year is leaving housewives. Like also she looks cuckoo banuno. She looks like David Bowie's like great aunt. <laughs> <laughs> She's always one. in some weird jumpsuit with flames on it and like a big Angie <laughs> K sunglass and like a, a new kind of like pussycat wig with short hair. There's that one I'll never forget where she looked like the berries and cream guy. Like she's just that <laughs> yes. stupid wig. Uh-huh. Oh, she looks like Willy Wonka, like Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka sometimes, you know? Yes, she does, honestly. <laughs> or I like, I always like the comparison of her looking like the villain in Monsters Inc. Because she really always. is that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Speaking of villains, um, I think we should transfer over to SLC. Um, another great week in Bermuda. So good. I didn't so never, I never thought I wanted to be in Bermuda, but here we are. Yeah, I think what's really great, like you said, with Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City is that they're all filming together. Nobody's icing anybody out. Like, this is the problem I feel like we're having in, like, Potomac, mm-hmm. where it's obvious that they don't want to hang out with each other. Right. It's so bu- It's such a bummer to me. It's such a bummer because they're all so funny and so charming, and I wish that they could just, like, put it aside i think things got too serious in potomac off camera and now it's hard for them to like get back to fun and games Mm -hmm. beverly hills and salt lake city what i love about them is that they are um they need the show um everybody needs a show they love being housewives they love being housewives i feel like potomac we're looking at like people who are maybe feeling like they don't need the show even though they all need the show Mm -hmm. wait did you watch this week Mm -hmm. uh no Oh, God. No, I told you there's like a moment where I'm just going to. Can I tell you? Yeah, of course. Okay. okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, there's a moment where they all go kayaking. Okay. I'm already and, upset. And it's Karen. Karen's birthday. Uh-huh. They go kayaking. They Karen says, do her I'm dirty not, on her birthday. <laughs> she's like, I'm not going kayaking because my ass can't swim. So instead, all the girls are kayaking and Karen being like grand dami is just sitting at the dock screaming things at them. And they would kayak up to her and she had a bottle of wine and she would pour the bottle of wine into wow, their mouth. That's very kicks coated. <laughs> well, get this. <laughs> there she's doing it and Candace is like it's summertime, it's Austin, it's warm. This is a perfect weather for some crisp white wine, you know, a sauvignon blanc, something really nice. And she's like Karen pours red wine into my mouth. While we're inside of a kayak. No. Like, that is too. Yeah. That is so kicks. It's very kicks. Kicks, for those who don't know, is very. So I'm a very temperature based, like, beverage person. Yes. Like, the vibes have to be right around the beverage. Like, yeah. I don't. I mostly do iced coffee year round, but I do. Like, this morning I had hot coffee because, like, it was very cold out today and I wanted something cozy. But from an alcoholic beverage standpoint, I, like, don't want white wine in the dead of winter no like that's weird to me like i want like a nice red because it's like warm or like a whiskey or something like that mm-hmm. um but kicks will drink i've seen her drink actually like on like a vacation <laughs> like with our friends at like a cabin <laughs> upstate in the summertime she'll be sitting outside it's 90 degrees and she does have a carafe of cabernet <laughs> <laughs> well meredith marks also yes after- Oh my god! Giant goblets of red. You see her pouring the bottle of red wine into her cup at that dive bar. Like they just gave you a bottle of red wine. (laughs) Talk about Uh, talk about the cocktail that we're not seeing. That woman when she was like coming back from the boat trip, and she was like, (laughs) 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 (laughs)
it's so weird that like Meredith is getting all these accusations and then she's not responding. I'm like, this lady is called drugs, babe. Yes. If you were on 10 Xanax, you too would be like, light as a feather. (laughs) (laughs) Like she had a drip. She, she's obviously coming down with something. She's been sick. So they're medicating this lady. It's like she's borderline weekend at Bernie's, this no, lady. Completely. <laughs> she's <laughs> being lugged around from place to place. And I could not handle it like that first night. She was so sick. And then she goes to dinner and then stays up until like 2 a.m. just mainlining Malbec. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> go, to, go to bed. I love her. Okay. You know, we've talked before about Meredith's jewelry. Have you noticed that Meredith has all these like M things everywhere? Yes. I'm like, what is there a brand? She had like the M caviar. Well, the and then she is the pop socket. The cheap jewelry (laughs) that we talked about last time, their stuff has M's all over it, right? Yeah. But then her pajamas. Right. I know. It is weird. I don't have anything with my name on it. I don't think I do. That's not very Southern of you. No, we don't really like have any like embroidered thing. I mean I, I mean the only thing with my name on it was like my like letter jacket from school or something like that okay well maybe Dallas is different my friend who's like from Georgia they love to do like the monograms no I don't have anything monogrammed my family yeah we weren't really like that yeah I don't have I don't have anything I mean like I see people with like their necklaces with like their first letter of their name on it and I'm like it's not I don't think it's not I, I'm not saying it no, looks bad on fine. them I just it's not drawn to me no, also for Meredith, she's like very much trying to brand it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. I think she's trying to create like a true lifestyle brand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like jewelry, exactly. fashion, candles. I'm sure, I'm positive there'll be a wine. She has a caviar coming out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, do you think that Meredith told Monica that Angie, first of all, do you think Angie K is um, part of the Greek mafia? No. <laughs> The way that the tides have turned for this lady. She is the best person on the show out of nowhere. I mean, that's that's a Twitter gay icon right there. And she is. Twitter They're freaking icon. out about her. They really are. When she was like <laughs> running down the halls late in her like weird <laughs> ass like <laughs> rainbow outfit. <laughs> like a penguin on ice. She I is something her. else. Let me tell you. <laughs> she was like, I, she said something like, I take care of the people on the streets. They're like, I put money into the streets because I have businesses. Meredith Marks. <laughs> it's like, Angie, stop. I know. What does that mean? She only has salons, right? Yeah, she has hair salons. And that's that is a, that is a multi-million dollar business? <laughs> you took that sip right after. Very shady of you. Um, no, I think it is. Like, if she has, like, a whole bunch of salons... She has a beauty empire. I don't think the cost of living is like um, crazy high. Yeah, maybe. In Salt Lake. Like, I'm sure, because her house located in Beverly Hills would be like $20 million. Her house? Is that a house you think she lives in? I do think she lives in that house. You do? Yeah, I do. I don't, I don't think that a lot of, like, I think Heather, Whitney, and her live in those places. And okay. Mary. Meredith okay. and Lisa, uh, I don't know. Lisa, I do think, lives there. So just Meredith? I don't know. I Lisa, I really think Angie lives. She is so, her taste level could, tra- like translates right. to that house so perfectly. Like, I can't yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, her yeah, actually right. living somewhere else. Yeah. She's like, I dress like I'm going to go into space and my home looks like a spaceship. No, yeah. She's she's like Bond villain core. <laughs> she is. She is like a Bond villain whose home is like in an ice layer. Yes, right. One thousand percent. Yes. Die, isn't that die another day when they have like the ice layer? I think it is. You know, not, tomorrow I'm, never dies. Much like I'm not a Barb, I'm not a John, James James Bond girl. Really? James Bond oh, James Bond's yeah. fun. Yeah, my husband is really into it, and he watches all of them, and I'll watch it in passing. But yeah, there's one. It's the one that Madonna sings the. The song, the song for it was a Pierce Brosnan one where they they the final scene is like them in this like huge ice bu- <laughs> sculpture building and cars running through it. That, that is what where AJK <laughs> lives. Exactly. Now, do you um, think that? Do, are, so, where are you at with this like whole Monica Meredith um, fake account thing? 
I think that Monica is uh I think that she's she's a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. I think she knows how to work the system. I think that there are conversations that happen as jokes that Monica turns into reality. Mm-hmm. And then she uses that against people. Um, in real life settings, that's crazy. But on a television show, that's perfect. Like, I never want Monica to leave the show. She's so good. Agreed. Yeah, I saw a tweet about this kind of same thing. Um, let me pull it up. And I was like, oh, this is like exactly my feelings. But yeah, she can be, she's the perfect type of villain for me where she's not, she's doing things that are awful, but like not awful enough to like be canceled or like, like she's not like doing things that are so deplorable. She's just doing like weird housewives behavior that you're like, wait, why that? Yeah. Do you, what do you think is going to come out next week when, or whenever the show comes back? What's so, the big wait, reveal? This kind of goes with this, this tweet. Okay. So this is from um, Bravo and Botox does their like yeah. Twitter yeah. roundups, which I like. Um, I fully expect to find out in the finale that Monica was behind the DMs, lied to Beauty Lab, set up Meredith Marks, encouraged Bethany to eat on camera, framed <laughs> Roger Rabbit, shot JR, told Dorinda she's on pause, and I thank her <laughs> for it all. Ten-year contract, please. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, this is a, my exact sentiment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just don't care. Like, but I do love what I love about Salt Lake City is like Monica's annoyed that, you know, Heather, I'm sorry, that um Lisa and Meredith were like yelling at each other, but then Meredith and Lisa are cozying up about Brooks being signed with Ford models or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also, Monica, like two, three episodes ago, you were not going to Bermuda because you hate Lisa Barlow. And now Lisa Barlow is screaming at her former best friend in defense of you. Like none of this makes sense. uh, There's no alliances. None none of it tracks. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I agree. Well, how do you how do you feel when the cousins fight? So I don't like when the cousins fight, but Heather always she takes a giant step forward and 10 steps back for me. Every every season, we're like, maybe this season Heather's going to be slightly likable. And then by the end of it, she's just like nosedive every single time. She's too guarded. And Whitney's, so here's my thing with Whitney, and I've said this before about her. At the core of it, she has a point. At the mm-hmm. core of it. Mm-hmm. She does not know how to get there, though. Never. Never. Because, babe, you knew that there were things about you in that book. Because you asked for part of it to be taken out. Correct. So you knew that. Yeah. So you're playing this weird game of pretend to get to where you are. That doesn't make any sense to me. However, (laughs) I understand her point to be like, you like want to talk about sex with constantly with everyone. But then whenever someone asks you about sex, you're so guarded. That's so weird. It is weird. It's weird yeah. to always, but but I see what it is for Heather. I think Heather is just such a traumatized. She she has so much religious trauma around sex yeah. that she finds it so cool and fascinating when other people are so open about it that she wants to like learn more and joke with them about it. And then when it turns on her, she's like, "Oh no, but I'm not like that." Like I know people like that. Yeah, I think there's like a lot of like religious trauma stuff. I think that it was hilarious to see Whitney drunk screaming. You exploited my vagina into into the empty streets of Bermuda as Heather's like, I just need to have a think. Um, But I, I, I agree with all of that. I do think it's weird that Heather, if you remember in the first and second season of Salt Mm -hmm. Lake city was all about like, I love black men and I want to climb them like trees. Remember that one season? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that one season? I think it was the second season or the first season where she went to like a Sundance party and then she just left with a dude. Yeah. After like housing like 30 was, chicken lollipops or something. Yeah. She ate a bunch of meatballs and then was like, all right, I'm going to go home with this guy. So I don't know why she's acting like above that suddenly. I but I think know. that. I think she's getting a little self-serious, honestly. Yeah. I, I think that that happens when the Mormonism comes up. Like I mm-hmm. I, I think that Heather, I think Heather, if she could, if tomorrow Heather married a Mormon man and she was invited back to the Mormon church. She would take that so happily. Like 
Heather wishes that she could function in the world like a Whitney. She, I think Heather thinks that she functions in the world like Whitney, mm-hmm. but she wants nothing more than to be like a Lisa Barlow, who's like a cool Mormon who's still part of the crew, but still gets to do whatever she wants, you know? Yeah, totally. And so whenever anything like this comes up that maybe could like risk her chances of getting back into the Mormon spaces, I think she gets really triggered and gets really, really upset. And it's silly because it's like, you're both drunk, which is very not Mormon. So sure. who cares? Yeah. You know, you're also you're on a show like no yeah. Mormon people want their their churchgoers like getting wasted on television. Like you're you've been very far removed from the religion at this point. Yeah. So because apparently the book Bad Mormon, this is all only reviews I've like read of it on Reddit and stuff, is that it doesn't necessarily talk about Mormonism as like, yes, it's problematic. But a lot of the book is about how much Heather like loves loves that she comes from that community like she loves the mormon community she loves mormon people Mm -hmm. like she's all about those mormons and so like she has a lot of like sympathy (laughs) what just okay like weird so it's like it's like yeah it's strange that like somebody who is so and and look i think that that's possible i think that you could be like yeah part of the teaching is problematic but the people are not bad people i understand that but like She's getting, like you said, so self-serious about all of that, that it's making it not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but excited to see what happens where she allegedly exposes Monica for something. Yeah, but I, I'm getting a little worried now because I'm like, I don't think the bomb of you being like she ran these accounts is that big of a deal. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That's what it is, apparently, that she ran like a gossip account on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, people that do that are weird. I, I don't yeah, think that it's one. cool. I, I, there are people in the Bravo community that make alts and troll people. Like it's a common thing. People need to get a life. So if you're doing that and you're listening, get a life. But I also don't think that it's like the biggest reveal on how they they're amping it up to be this like crazy reveal. I'm worried we're heading into some black eye territory. no no i know but apparently apparently there's a twist at the end of the finale that well yeah well you won't have answers unless they're answered at the reunion which that gives me a lot of ptsd from black eye gate (sighs) but i i i'm it, it i think some crazy shit goes down in this next episode i'm very excited i am too and you know i my little like housewife's like historian hat is put on and I, you know, there's only a couple seasons of these franchises that end on the trip because things are just so explosive that like it has to be that. And I don't think it's been done since the unbelievable finale of Roni season, um, season eight. The finale is where Bethany tells Luann that he cheated, that Tom cheated in Miami. Yeah. And it just like ends with them like trying to like put the pieces back together on the way home from Miami. Uh, yeah. So uh, if they're ending on the trip, it, I'm sure that was not the plan. Yeah. But I'm sure something crazy happens and they just can't all be back together again. So it's, I'm excited to see what happens. I know. I can't wait. I'm just really happy about it. And here's the thing. If she ran, first of all, we know that when Jen Shaw was employing all these people, they all had a million social media. Like totally. the way Jen, Jen Shaw blew up right after the show started or even before the show started, they were like Jen Shaw fan accounts. We all know that those were like all the millions of people or like these people that like were Jen's interns or whatever they were. Right. Mm-hmm. So we know that Monica worked for her. And then apparently that account that Monica did run was a Jen Shaw fan account that turned into a Jen Shaw hate account. I'm like, yeah, okay. So what about it? Like, it. I also think that it's weird that they keep talking about these scenes where Meredith and Monica went to lunch and all this stuff. They filmed it. So why aren't they showing us what was I, filmed? I think we might see it. Okay. I'm wondering if they're saving it for na- for the narrative of it all. Okay, maybe. But I'm happy. But you I'm know like, what? I'm, oh, I'm so happy. But... You know, Monica is the daughter of a grifter and she definitely has grifter tendencies when you're thrown into that. You have to fight hard not to grift. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Grifters are fun on TV. Like, I don't want to be friends with a grifter, but. 
No, I I think that there's always something really fun about like an obviously poor person being on a show with a bunch of like, I mean, not that anybody on Salt Lake City is like super uber rich. They're all actually obviously poor. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But Monica, okay, for for being poor, the woman is beautiful. She was sitting at that dinner and I'm like, you are done up. Like you look so good. The beat is good. The hair is good. I'm happy we're not doing blonde anymore. Like, yeah. And what are you suing Beauty Lab and Laser for? They did a great job with your Botox. You look wonderful. Well, do you think she was planting that seed at that dinner where she was like, I, I can't feel my face? <laughs> did you catch that? No. At the dinner they had before they went to the oldest bar in Bermuda, they, um, <laughs> she was talking to Heather. When Heather started talking about how she had Bell's palsy from like stress, oh, yes. she was talking to Heather. She was like, I can't feel my face totally here since I got work done at Beauty oh. Lab. Look at that. I think that that was a little, yeah, I had my little detective hat Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like if it was something, then Bravo would have done a swing in that, you know, like they do that sometimes when they say a thing and then they're like, and then you're like, what does that mean? (laughs) I want to meet that person. This is the person who (laughs) writes the music. (laughs) <laughs> because okay there is last week on beverly hills when they did the intro to sutton's store uh-huh. i you know i have these ideas and i'm my add in my work life i wish that i could just put them to paper but they i need to go back and record it the song they play as they cut to sutton's store I, I can't stop thinking about it they were like women dream and women fail but this woman built a business yeah <laughs> it's so literal <laughs> Every time. No, but also this is um Bravo while we're black and also Crappins have pointed this out that every time they have air uh Garcelle coming, they're like hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go back to the other women and they're like, fancy ladies in Beverly Hills, and then they go to Garcelle and they're like, yo, 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 hip hop. Like, why are you doing this? Back to yo MTV raps. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Is it because she's black? That's weird. It, it, I think it is, and it is weird. <laughs> it is, it's kind of yeah. similar to them playing like bizarre, like um, native music every time they talk about the witch, the witchcraft stuff in Potomac. <laughs> I'm like, y'all are teetering on a line, and I, if I see that there is a white person sitting in the music room, like I need, I want to see a photo of the music studio. I think is what we need here. <laughs> I need a photo and you're 23 and me because yeah, like, because there's questions. some, there's some liberties being taken that are <laughs> sus. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love, I love Salt Lake City so much. It's just so silly. I just I do loved- too. And I hated last season more than I couldn't, I yes. barely could finish it. Yes. I hated it. I was like, this is the worst show I've ever seen. No, it's so good. I love that. Like, I just love that visual of Monica and Meredith talking on the the catamaran that they kept being like this is an amazing yacht or a whatever. really stable boat a really <laughs> no 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 i'm sorry i love catamaran it's like a really sturdy boat a sturdy boat like it's just a big sturdy boat her so meredith and monica are like having words meredith is like wrapped around in this like she meredith is such an old lady she always has like a shawl or something a, a like she's always a pashmina like something and then they're talking and you see lisa barla being like meredith you're a liar you're a liar meredith <laughs> so weird it's so funny and, you know i actually do believe that lisa eviscerates her sisters on a daily basis oh my god did you see that there's like a tiktok yeah i i, I didn't have the, the energy thing. to get into it here's the thing okay here's what it is high level somebody posted on tiktok uh POV when your dad's second mistress, when your dad cheats on his wife, your mom again, and this, but this time his mistress is Lisa Barlow's sister. And so it ruins Salt Lake City for me too. And people are like, I want to know more. I'm like, why? Who cares? No, that I line is so far from Lisa Barlow. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon at this point. Like, I'm good. I don't need to know. No. But yeah, I believe that Lisa Barlow on a regular basis is just screaming at everyone from John to her sisters, to her employees. The only person that she's never really screaming at, I think, is Henry. Well, because Henry's screaming at everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that she was tweeting about how, like, 
Jack is in Colombia. And in a hospital. Did you see that? <laughs> She's like, he's in a hospital. I hope he's okay. I'm like, get off Twitter, babe. <laughs> Why are you tweeting this? Ugh, Weird. Her. I love her, though, too. Um, yeah. Okay, well, this was a nice little chat, Nora. A little Bravo catch up. Um, yeah. Kicks and I next week, we will be releasing a top 10 favorite holiday moments um, at uh, uh, Blue. Uh, what's it called? Bluestone Manor. We're oh, doing, nice. We're doing a little Berkshire's Christmas episode. So if you guys oh, are home for the holidays and need something to listen to, check in on Monday on Christmas and you'll have a little Christmas little Christmas app to listen to. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. And then I am doing a bunch of scripted stuff next week. Um, scripted? So, um, yeah. So I'm going to be covering May, December. Nor, I need you to know. I thought yeah. you meant you were performing <laughs> in podcast form some scenes. <laughs> No, baby. I was like, what no. are you taking? What are you taking? <laughs> she's an act. She's an actress now. She's a, she's a voice actress. <laughs> well, damn. No, okay, I'm going to be December. covering scripted okay, television. Love shows. it. Okay, May December. I love May, May December. December. I'm trying to get Kendrick on to talk Gilded Age with me, which is basically Housewives. I need to start it. I tried to start <laughs> no, it, and I, I got bored, and then I need to try again. It's a show that you can put on in the background and wait to get into it, but then. The accents are so wild. Like nobody's accent is quite right. I I don't like old time America, things like that, because I just wish everyone was British. No, I know. But the reality is that they I I mean, I know I I get it, but you should know as a child of Americana. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) As a son of the Texas Republic or whatever. uh, A son of a daughter of the revolution. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um. So I'm new to that. And then uh, I think also uh, we're going to talk about The Crown. I need to Speaking. watch that too. I, I've seen like, I haven't seen, I haven't started part A or part B of the, the new season. Well, part it's B is really not out yet, right? Part B is out. Um, part A, I'm just wrapping up. It makes me sad. It's a great show. That's so good. They do a it's good so job good. of portraying colonizers. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you for being here, Nora. Let everyone know where they can follow you. Uh, at the reality is pod everywhere yes and then um you'll know where to find me but we will be back on on christmas with a fun little holiday app and if you are celebrating christmas or celebrating all of your other respective holidays i hope everyone gets to spend some time just to um laugh and eat good food and make some have <laughs> some me time do a puzzle whatever makes your heart happy take <laughs> this time to do that the holidays can be not so joyful for for everyone so and there's a lot going on in the world so put on some bravo listen to a podcast do a puzzle and have a have a have a little chuckle <laughs> that's, that's a lot but yeah it's really sweet of you i mean that people struggle during these times you know i know the winter is also rough it's, so it's hopefully rough. you you know take vitamin d if you're not getting enough and, and valium yeah. if you have that too <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just top off your christmas with some valium okay we're at work Um, okay bye guys bye that's another ep in the books make sure to follow me at Hamlet on instagram and you can follow kicks at kicks hamlet that's spelled c-i-x and make sure to follow the pod on ig at dumpster dive pod and on tiktok at two dumpster divas rate review and subscribe to us and all the pods you love on your favorite app of choice and we will see y'all soon Bye. bye